0: Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the Cabragau clan of the Darug Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land we are meeting on today. We also pay our respects to the Elders, both past and present and future of the Darug Nation.
1: Hey friends, welcome to our podcast, A Seat at Our Table.
0: Candid conversations about our Asian Australian experience in the creative industry. I'm Wendy. I'm Tracy. We, we saved, you saved you a seat. seat. Come, Come join, join us. us. Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We are talking all about our elders, the importance of elders in the Asian culture and the important life lessons we've learned from them. So I think there's this notion in Asian culture, you know, listen to your elders, respect your elders. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna be talking about that today.
1: Mm -hmm. So maybe let's break down what does it mean to respect your elders? Do you
0: wanna give us a little bit of a history lesson, Tracy? Yes, so, I did some research, I was like, why why is it that in Asian cultures, why do elders play such a big part of our culture? And it actually stems from like Confucianism. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Confucianism. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of filial piety. So that's a virtue of respect for one's parents, elders, and ancestors. It means to take care of one's parents, engage in good contact at home and outside of home to bring a good name to one's parents and ancestors. And it's all about displaying courtesy to your ancestors plus Mm -hmm. elders. So this virtue is something that stems from ancient Chinese philosophy and bleeds into our culture today, which is why I think it's a very key virtue in a lot of Chinese and other East Asian cultures, as these cultures are heavily influenced by um, the Confucius philosophy. So it's all about how the older generation should be supported by the younger generation. It's almost the idea that we're paying back the debt of childhood. Like our parents supported us for the first half of our lives. So we need to support them for the second half of our Mm, lives. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For the second half of their lives. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: How about we talk about how does it show up in our daily lives and in our kind of family um, environment? Yeah. I think
0: like – Maybe back when we were children, like the idea of like listening to your elders was maybe a little bit annoying. It was so frustrating. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Just so annoying because it's always like your parents are always right. Like in our culture, it's like whatever your parents or grandparents say, that's it. You know, that's, you can't, you can't debate it. What they say is like set in stone. So I think as a child, the whole idea of listening to your elders was a little bit annoying, but now growing up and appreciating that that's just our culture, that's you know, respecting our elders is the notion. And I feel more like appreciative, I think, mm. of the life lessons I have learned from them.
1: Yeah. It also makes more sense now that we are a little bit older, we have a bit more experience and we've gone off in the our own worlds. And so it's almost like through each of our experiences on a day-to-day basis, um, we can stop and kind of reflect on. Actually, I get why my parents were like, I should respect them and I should listen to them because all the life lessons that they were talking about it's come to fruition now yeah and it makes sense what do you think are like the key
0: examples that come through in your life yeah so not not we'll talk about like a big life lessons later on, but this is kind of like day to day right yeah I think one thing for us is like always calling the elders in the room mm. so anytime we enter a household, you have to be like hi, you know, grandma, oldest auntie, second auntie, third auntie, fourth auntie, uncle, like A, B, C, D, E. Like as a young kid in a family, you have to say hello to your elders first. Mm-hmm. The first thing you do when you enter a house is like, where are your parents? And you say hello to them in order.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, even when we visit our, our friends' places, yeah the first question that uh, we always ask each other is oh who's home are your parents home um where are they let me go say hi first yes because it's a it's a matter of respect and because that's been drilled into us as children it's almost like anywhere we go we know the importance of acknowledgement and almost like announcing
0: yourself that you're present in their space i get super anxious when like I went go into a house and, like, I haven't said hi to someone's parents yet. It's like, where are your parents? And, you know, some people are like, don't worry about it. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 let me say hi to your parents.
1: Yeah. It's just
0: respect, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, like, building on that, um, one thing that my mom always told me was, like, if you don't do these things, it's a bad reflection on me as a parent. Mm. It's almost like, I didn't teach you properly. Yes. Yeah. So... That's, I guess that's why it's so important to me as well. I can see the implications and I understand what would happen if
0: I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, like even from the lens of like, for example, my dad, when if he sees my friends and somebody doesn't say hi to the elders, that's a bad impression that he has on my friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just building on
1: that, what I used to have to do as a kid is if I went to like an extended family dinner, we were at a table, you'd have to be like oh big auntie i'm doing like basic translations yeah. from cantonese but like big auntie eat um oh, small yes. auntie eat or like first auntie eat second auntie eat and you have to go in order of like age yes. to whoever's the youngest and if obviously you're the youngest you have to tell everybody to eat before you can yes, eat
0: yes we still do that now oh really yeah we're, like we're like everybody we we shorten it now we just say everyone eat like we just yeah. say instead of listing out every person even at home i'm like auntie eat, you know, yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like I don't do that now because I actually don't see my extended family as much as you do. But then there are things that I do at the dinner table, um, such as like if I'm pouring soup, like I'll do it for my parents first yes, and then I'll do me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a matter of like respect or like the gesture of acknowledging that they're older than
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. And then things like for me anyways, like if I'm picking up my grandmother, we always have to leave the front seat for her. Yes. Because she has to sit at the front because she's like the head of our family. Yeah. Um. So they're always leaving like the most important seats for the eldest, I guess. And even when like, you know, when you take family photos, the grandparents always sit in the chairs at the front.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like they always have the spotlight or like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like face. it's more apparent for you because you see your grandparents, mm. and whereas my, all my grandparents have passed away. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel like I'm learning through this episode as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, other things also is like, like you said before, not talking back to your elders. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I used to get in trouble for this so much. I think because my personality naturally is like, I'm quite stubborn. So I want to have a say. Me too. Yeah. And if I don't get a say, it's just like so frustrating. (laughs) It's this internalized anger. You're just like, why are you preventing me from having a point of view? Yeah. But now that I'm older, I understand it's kind of like, They just want you to listen because they're trying to teach you life experience.
0: Yeah. I think the scariest thing as a child was like talking back. Oh my God. Like (laughs) sometimes I couldn't hold, like I couldn't hold my tongue. So I'll snap back and I was like, oh my God, instant mistake. Yeah. You just (laughs) Your parents just get so mad. It just adds fuel to the fire. I'm I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to talk back. It was just in the moment. Like I was so scared of talking back.
1: yeah Yeah. and even if i didn't talk back it was like i'm showing that i was angry through like body language and stuff oh my mom used to say this like one phrase in cantonese like it translates to like um like black face black
0: hands i think how do you say it in cantonese
1: um something okay yeah yeah it's basically saying that like you're just showing that you're like angry or frustrated on your face with like this really mm, um, like a dark yeah dark like a dark yeah. look, and it's so disrespectful to me. Right. And I used to get in trouble so much for that, especially when I was a teenager. Yeah, and I acknowledge it now because if my kid was to show me that they're frustrated, I, I think I would get angry too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else? I think for me as well, like visiting our older relatives, or my grandma regularly like my dad gets really anxious about that like have you visited your grandma when like you know be talking to your grandma like so yeah. yeah that is important as well mm. yeah. I
1: can relate to that now that i've moved out yeah. um being more conscious of how often i visit my parents yeah. and on top of that how often my parents see my partner as well mm. that's really important because it's kind of like showing face showing that you're thinking about them that yeah. you're caring about them that you're making time for yeah. them as well i think that's what the main like objective is of doing that but also on top of like visiting um calling like when I used to live at home my mum used to make like comments about like my two older sisters like if they haven't called like what is your sister doing how come she hasn't called me yet (laughs) like it might just be a passing comment but it's made me more aware like um now that I live out of home live out of home I should be more conscious about
0: those things Mm -hmm. as well yeah I think more also more traditionally I think asian or chinese parents they're used to the idea of like they would move in once with you with a married child
1: Mm, yes yes like the male
0: generally like the parents would live with the son and his wife
1: yeah so that you can look
0: after them because they've looked after you yeah and that's like completely different from like the australian culture the western culture where like kids are expected to leave home after a certain age Whereas in our Asian culture, it's like you live at home till you get married and then the parents move in with you. (laughs) (laughs) My parents joke
1: about that all the time. My mom does anyway. She's just like, oh, once you get married, um, you buy a house next to me and I'll come like live in the granny flat or something, look after your kids for you. Yeah. I feel like that's something that a lot of parents joke about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think they've accepted probably now that that's not what they're going to get from this generation of kids. But like traditionally, the idea of like, you had to take care of your parents. Mm. Shows up like that.
1: And I don't think it's just the son. I feel like it's like the oldest child mm, maybe bears yeah. that uh, responsibility a bit, but I would say it's like less traditional now yeah. in, in Australia anyway. But now it's so about like distance, like how far you live from your parents. Yeah. So my mom puts so much emphasis on that. Can't stress enough. She's always like, it's just don't move so far away from me. <laughs> and when I was finding a place, she was just like, don't move so far away from me. So, yeah, these are the things that they think about and how it reflects on, like, kind of you and how much you care about your parents Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I also think about, like, the respect your elders, not just respecting, like, your grandparents or your parents, but also because I'm the third child, it's, like, respecting your older older siblings. Yeah. So this might be different to you because you're the oldest, but, like, growing up, anything, even now, anything that my eldest sister says Carries so much more yeah. weight and like trust my parents trust what she says a lot more than if i was to say yes yeah it's always like if i advise them of how to do something they're like oh maybe it's best to ask your elder sister yeah and then if like my sister Tiet says yeah that's the way to do it then they'll be like okay i know that
0: experience because i'm the eldest child and my parents are always asking me like oh like your sisters want to do this is this right And I was like, it's their life. Let them do whatever they want, you know? So they always have to come to me to ask to sense check it, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Or if there's like tension around a particular like matter, I always have to try and get my sister
0: in on it if I want to try and convince my my parents of something. Yeah, you have to get on the same page. Yeah. So (laughs) I feel like, yeah, the oldest child, I think, definitely has a lot more weight or like when they say things in they listen to yeah yeah
1: there's just so much more drops in them and it's like so frustrating
0: sometimes but i've just accepted my fate as a third child yeah and as an old child actually as well i feel like obviously i picked this up from the culture but it's like if my sisters do not respect me it's like a (laughs) (laughs) no-no but also like younger cousins and people who are younger me in like chinese culture you don't call them by their first name so, if they call, yeah, call the, sh- the, the oldest, the oldest. Uh, so if they call like, if you call somebody older than you by their first name, that's like a big no no. Oh. Like, you have to refer to them as older sister. Oh. So, like, my sisters would call me like, which is like older sister.
1: Oh, wait, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. When I call them, like, you call Jie. my sisters, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Sine-Jie. You have to say, Jie. yeah, like, you have to yeah. say
0: sister. Yeah. And you can't just go, Tracy. Yeah. That's like so disrespectful. They're using my first name. Yeah. In, yeah. yeah, actually. And then with my little sister,
1: I just use her name.
0: Yeah, exactly. But she'll yeah. probably have you refer to you as Jay, right?
1: Oh, maybe not because I don't have yeah. a Chinese. Or oh, my parents don't call yeah. me by my Chinese name. Yeah. But yeah, with my old, two older sisters who have Chinese names, yeah, I call them. Like, yeah. Like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, my God, I never know. Yeah, it's yeah. like, obviously, when we speak in English, then yeah, they can refer to me as Tracy. But if we're speaking in digital, it's like, they have to refer to me as... Um, like Jie T. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my little cousins, because they're like really like primary school yeah Primary, like they're very like they're not as connected to the asian culture as we are so we kind of like make it be more australian so it's like it's a tea like tea for tracy but still it's so good
1: that you instill these values and lessons in them because i also feel like because um their parents are like so busy working they can't teach them these things whereas like when we were younger like our parents were obviously focused on parenting disciplining
0: us yeah Yeah. rather
1: than like just focusing on going out to work Mm. and they've almost like Given you this
0: responsibility yeah. to teach your younger like siblings or cousins, yeah, I think that's a nice thing about Asian culture as well. Like, the focus on family and like anyone who's older than you, they are like they will like kind of look after you. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be directly like your sister. If your mm-hmm. cousins, your aunties, family friends who are older, like they kind of get treat each other like family, like nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
1: I think there's also like. Things that I do to show my parents respect, but they're less traditional. Mm-hmm. It might be um, as a result of like the Asian Australian identity merging together. But things like setting aside like a day to take my mom out, or even just opening up the conversation, and being like, hey mom, do you um, are you busy on this day? Um, do you want to go here? Yeah. Because I know you really like XYZ and it's kind of like yeah you're taking care of them now and showing that you have an interest in what they want to do mm-hmm. as well whereas like when you were younger you used to be like as a kid like what what do you want to do like yeah, yeah you would ask your child what would you want to do where do you want to go yeah. or they would express and so you put
0: it. their needs mm. first yeah. yeah 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 um are there any like negative stories or like you know of listening to your elders or respecting your elders backfiring or anything
1: you know um I mean, in the instances where I was, like, a very – I don't want to say aggressive. Aggressive is not the right word. (laughs) But, like, teenage angst. An angsty child, when I used to talk back, I would have to sit in front of the – Oh. The praying. Yeah, the altar. The altar. And I would just, like, repent for my sins. I have to, like, hold my ears. Oh, I've never had to do that. But I literally would do that or I got got kicked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or I would just – it would kickstart a very, very long (laughs) lecture. A lecture that would continue for like days or weeks. And you trigger them again and
0: they refer back to the moment. Oh my God. (laughs)
1: It's a never ending cycle. And also I feel like parents like hold all this, like Asian parents anyway, they don't release the anger at once. (laughs) Like at that moment, they just hold it in. They remember that moment and they wait for the time you piss them (laughs) off. And they just bring back everything that you've ever done wrong and you were just like, oh, shit, I forgot I did
0: that. And then you can't even, like, fight back because it's against the culture to even, like, defend yourself.
1: Yeah. So what I've realized is just, like, yeah, if my parents disagree with something now, I've kind of come to the point where I'm just like, yep. Yep, cool. Cool. I mean, I'm going to go and do the other thing anyway, yeah. but I'll just acknowledge what you've said and not talk back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just so much easier for, like that because, like, you're just, like, Not good for my mental health if I get a lecture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like for them, it's like their whole culture, their values that you're challenging. Mm. It's just the way they are, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Another interesting thing, actually, because this just happened last night. But um, the eldest child getting married and what that means for the parents. Mm. So we had a dinner for like Mother's Day and she was just like, stop. She said, stop when are you getting married? Not to me, but to my old Oh my sister. gosh. And reflecting on it now, I just think she was like, because people are asking me when I'm going to get grandchildren or, you know, when they're going to be able to attend the wedding. Because yes. it's such a big thing in Asian yeah. culture because it's almost like the moment you get married as an eldest child, it's almost like marks the moment you should be giving back
0: yeah, your Yeah, I think so. And to it's to like your family. for your parents, it's like, oh, they're successful now. Like, yeah. they're going to be looked after now. Like, they, it's like almost like a tick for them. This yeah. child is looked after. I don't have to worry about them anymore because they're married. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely wild, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of talked about, like, examples of how respecting your elders, listening to your elders come up in our everyday lives. But let's talk about kind of bigger things. So, like, what are the life lessons that we've learned from our elders that we carry forward to now?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are some of yours? I think my, the ones I think about is, number one, family is the first priority. That's something that's been ingrained for me from like my parents, but also like my aunties, uncles, just the way the language they've always used is like, you know, blood is thicker than water, you know, that type of <laughs> vibes. <laughs> like from a child, it's always like, put your family first. You know, family gatherings are like, you have to go to them. Chinese New Year, you have to go to them because you're with family um, and I think that also comes into the idea of respecting your elders, because I guess it's like showing up for your parents and showing up for your aunties, uncles, grandparents, or not. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one lesson that I've taken. Like, family is something I is one of my values now. Like, it's just how I grew up, but it's also like treating people like family as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's huge. And I would say that like I feel like I'm a part of your family yeah. whenever I come over and stuff. So I can see why it's such a big. Uh, value yeah um for me i think when it comes to family it's all about like on top of what you've said it's more so about how other people see your family mm. so it's like how you behave in public how you greet people's parents how you carry yourself wherever you go yes. if it's anything that goes against what your parents have taught you the way that other people see you is, they'll think, oh, your parents didn't teach you well, right? Yeah, or like they didn't, they won't raise
0: properly. It's like keeping up appearances. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a massive thing for my mom because she's always like, when I was younger, anywhere that I went, like without her, if I was like joining another family on a trip or something, she she would tell me like, make sure you do this, this, and this, mm. because if you don't do that well, then they're gonna think that I'm a bad mom.
0: Right. And is that something that you think about now, like when you're? I don't know out in public and stuff like do you think oh i have to show myself in a certain way because it reflects on how my parents raised me
1: yeah to a certain degree i think yeah. it's more so something that's underlying that i don't notice often but i know that i'm guilty of like looking at a child if if i'm on the street and mm-hmm. i like the child's behaving badly <laughs> my instant um thought is like oh they, their mom or dad must have not raised them right.
0: properly. yeah
1: so it's like ingrained in my brain yeah. and it almost like determines how i judge mm-hmm. other people as well yeah but now i'm like obviously catching myself yes. thinking those things because my
0: mom's just like pushed it into my
1: brain yeah, like <laughs> what you knew as a child yeah
0: yeah another lesson i think i have taken from my parents is like the importance of giving back and being generous yes like i think growing up i've never really ever been in a position where i feel like we're comfortable like financially i would say like we didn't have a lot, we don't have a lot, but having that context and seeing my parents be so generous to other people, like donating money to charity, or like giving out food to people, or like just being very generous to strangers even, seeing that behavior, despite not having a lot ourselves, has really helped me, I guess, see the importance of being generous. And it shows me that that's a big value that they care about. And it's something that I've adopted as a child, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I see this so much in my mom because, you know, a lot of people now are still coming from Vietnam to here mm-hmm. to on visas to work. And I've seen my mom help a lot of people yeah. through that, whether it's like, you know, helping them get on their feet or helping them find a job or just providing like assistance in any way possible. She always talks about like karma, like good karma. Yes. And she's like, you know. I help people because I know how hard it was for me when I first came Mm -hmm. and I didn't have any help. Mm -hmm. And there's no other question about it. It's just like, you just help people, right? And like, to your point about not having a lot yourself, you always have something to give, whether it doesn't need to be financial or anything like that. I feel like even just providing assistance to people, like translating for them maybe, or I've been in positions where I've helped um, some of my mom's friends with like tech or something. It's just like something as little as that will bring you good karma, yeah. Because it goes a long way. And my mom also talks about like sending donations back to Vietnam. Yeah, so to my parents. And I think one time my mom was like to me, it's like even if it's just a little bit, it doesn't need to be a lot. Like
0: it's just the gesture of doing it. It will bring good karma. Yeah, you. that's true. I think it's karma is a big thing in like Buddhist cultures. Mm. Yeah, and also like the idea that <laughs> we don't have it bad. Like I feel like we might be like. Oh, life is so hard. Like we have no money, we're poor, blah, blah blah. But the parents are always there to say, like, no. Like there are people who are like struggling, don't have shelter, don't have food. Like you actually have it pretty good to be in yeah. Australia. So it's like giving perspective to, like, oh yeah, there are people who are not as well off as you are, mm. and that, and you know, you're not actually. If like, your life is pretty good,
1: mm. yeah, yeah. I think I I get exposed to it firsthand because. My mom's family still in Vietnam mm-hmm. and I see the things that they argue over. I hear the things that kind of bother people in Vietnam and it's just like, wow, those things are so trivial to us yeah. in Australia because we've grown up here. Yeah. But you can see what it feels like living in a country like that mm-hmm. versus like living in a first world country like Australia. Yeah. And I think because I see it firsthand, I'm always like, oh yeah, I actually don't have it that bad. Yeah. Even if like. Doesn't mean I'm rich, doesn't mean, you know, I have the nicest house in the world, but at least we know that we've got it better than others. So, you know, we should do our bit to kind of give back almost. Yeah, I think it's like reminding
0: ourselves the privilege we actually have.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. I think another thing that I, um, growing up that I realised, my mum said a lot, was um, just trying to translate in my brain from (laughs) Cantonese, when she was kind of more like having like a sentimental moment, she was just like, you know, as a parent, I'm not as strict as some other people out there. <laughs> um, I'm actually like pretty, pretty, is it loose? Or like pretty like re- relaxed about yeah. how much I let you guys go out when you were younger, yeah. how much um, I let you guys experience. And I think growing up, The thing that I did in response to that was making sure that I always asked my parents where, like, or told them where I was going and then asked for permission if I could do it. Yeah. Because I always knew they were going to say yes, but the important thing was you were being honest with them and you're communicating with them, like, where you were going and they would give you their two cents about whether or not it was a sensible decision or not.
0: Yeah, I can very, very much relate to that because as the eldest child, I feel like I had so much trust being put on me. Yeah. So that... Trust itself. Like, my parents are not strict at all. Like, I was literally... Oh, your parents are so chill. (laughs) (laughs) Never had a curfew. Like, they've never really, like, put restrictions on me compared to some other people, maybe. So, but feeling that and feeling the trust they had in me, I felt the need to be very honest to them. Yeah. So, I'm not really able to lie to my parents because I feel like they already have given me so many freedoms and so much trust that I owe it to them to tell them where I am. And the thing that they care about the most is, like, as long as you're safe, mm. physically, whatever, like, you're not, I don't know, walking in the dark by yourself, whatever. As long as you're safe and they know where I am, they allow me to do whatever I want. So learning to be honest and open to them is important as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think, actually, a lot of it relates back to safety when mm. you think about it. I was one of those, you know, children that had to have a curfew. <laughs> if you ask anyone, like, Tracy would know this, yeah. but. I was always like the first one to go home because I knew I had to be home by this time. But it's also because, you know, my parents raised four girls. And obviously for girls, it's a lot more dangerous. And so I feel like they wanted to put those like rules or instill those kind of lessons within us because they just want us to be safe. Mm -hmm. They don't want it's not like them intentionally preventing you from doing something, but it comes from the perspective of whether or not it's, like, the safest thing for you to be doing. Yeah. And a lot of the time, like, the reason why my parents just wanted me to come home early was just knowing that you're not, like, out there and nothing's happened to you yeah, type of thing.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing that my parents were strict on, it was the whole safety thing. Like, not going out in the dark, not going out by myself, like, having making sure that I have a ride to places, like – being aware of my surroundings i think physical safety was such a big big emphasis yeah
1: and on top of that telling them where you are yes telling
0: them where i am yeah,
1: yeah rather than having like radio silence mm-hmm. because even now if i'm like expecting someone like friends or family and i don't hear from them i just assume the worst case scenario <laughs> yeah and that's just a glimpse into like what it would feel like if you were a parent and you didn't even know where
0: your yeah, child was yeah. right and that's why i feel like with i don't know if it's an asian thing but you know when we drop off friends at their homes we always make (laughs) sure we wait to see that they go into the door and shut the door before we drive off yeah and like also like text me when you're home you know like just stuff like that like little behaviors yeah and like kind of another thing on the being strict thing like i feel like something i learned from my auntie is like i guess parenting like i learned some parenting tips from them because i they always talked about how it's always the parents who are really really strict that have bad relationships with their kids yes because the kids are being pushed away by all the rules. Like the rules, the parents are trying to like keep the kids close to them. But the more rules they put, once they grow up, they're going to want to move to a different city to escape from their parents Mm. because they're under so much strict rules.
1: Yeah, and I've actually seen this in people. Like once they get to an age where they know they can start rebelling, it is like zero to 100. And because that just made me realize how grateful I am to have had parents that allowed me to go out but within reason. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because if they were completely strict, you'll be like, as soon as you turn 18, you're out of there, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that just leads to like a terrible relationship with your parents. Yeah. And it's actually really sad. It is really sad. Yeah. So I think the way my family, the parents in my family, like parents, I like are very I'm very appreciative for it because they're very like, let the child do whatever they want, let them pursue their passions as long as they're safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also like
1: um it instills guilt within you. But you come to that realization yourself. So things like if you haven't been um, visiting your parents, mm-hmm. you realize, oh, I should probably visit my parents. Yeah. Or like, if you want
0: to do it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or like if you've stayed out late, knowing that your parents, you told your parents, oh, I'm gonna be home at this time. You kind of feel bad that you didn't tell them exactly. you're gonna come home a bit later. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or like weeks where you go out three days in a row. You're like, oh, my God, oh yes. I have to stay at home for the next two days to yeah. like balance it out. <laughs> to like have dinner with my parents. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a real thing, guys. It
0: is.
1: (laughs) I think on top of all those lessons, some things that I've noticed actually from moving out is things like being hospitable to your guests. Mm. So when people come over, like I always saw in my mom, like she would make tea for the guests. Or or, cut fruit. Yeah, or cut fruit, you know, um, or like clean up and make sure the place is like presentable. Um, so that's another thing, right? Like cleanliness and hygiene. Like I, whenever I know people are coming over, I make such a big effort to clean the place because it's almost like a reflection of like how much you care about the space that you're really mm. within and acknowledging that you've got
0: people coming over. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also comes to like being generous, like to your guests and making them feel welcomed as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, That's massive.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing also is like, health mm. is a big thing like my mom is so big on health like if I get sick the first thing she'll say is like it's because you're not drinking enough water you're not getting enough sleep right
0: <laughs> you're not wearing a jumper yeah when you go outside
1: and I actually realized I'd say those things to people now like to my partner if he gets sick I'm gonna drink like, water you didn't drink enough water you didn't get enough sleep it's because you didn't wear a jumper yesterday
0: yeah, wow that's, and that's your fault scary oh my
1: god scary like I'm actually my mom
0: yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> true shit <though>. shit <laughs>
1: But then, um, you know, you take a step back and you realize it's because they just want you to care about your health
0: and prevent getting sick before it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty bad with that because I'm very stubborn. So anytime my parents give me health advice, i ignore it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I need to get better at it. But yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: I listen to my mom to a certain extent. I mean, she like goes out and buys like herbal medicines, yeah. cooks up like a pot of like long cha, which is like a uh, translation cool tea yeah but it's basically like herbal tea yeah. to make you better yeah. um and those are lessons or kind of rituals that i've adopted myself since moving out yeah i'm like when i get sick i'm like to my mom oh i'm a bit sick can you like cook me some soup mm, type of thing yeah and it's because it's just been drilled into me as a child like your health is so important and you don't want to get to the stage where you're like old and you haven't looked after yourself and it's also you wish other people good health yes. as well, like, as a respect thing That's true as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think health is is a big
0: lesson as well. Yeah, that's true. It kind of reminds me, like, I feel like my parents always say, like, don't push your body too hard, especially because we play a lot of sports. They get very concerned. They're like, <laughs> just just sports, you know, like, don't break anything. Like, don't push it too hard. Like, look after your body. Like, yeah. It's always something like, look after your body.
1: Even if they lecture you first, it's, yeah. like, always with good intention. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. How about money? Any lessons from money? <laughs> Oh my God, yesterday at this same Mother's Day dinner conversation, my dad was like, out of all my daughters, Wendy's definitely the person that spends the most of oh, no. And obviously I was just like, I'm pouting, I'm yeah. pouting. Yeah, um, yeah I got nothing to say because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but on that, I think, um, again, now that I own my own place, I finally understand what it means when my mom says like, oh, I don't want to buy too much because it's just going to take up space in the house. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing. But also like you don't want to uh, spend your money frivolously because it has implications on like what you need to pay for, like bills, yeah. utilities and how, uh, mortgage. Yeah, I finally understand all those things right. now. And it's also about intentional spending because money was such a precious thing growing up and, you know, our parents came here with nothing. I think you think more holistic about holistically
0: about what you're spending on as opposed to just, like, splashing cash on anything and Yeah, everything. I feel like now that you say that, I think about money, like, every dollar literally means something to me. Mm. Like, which is kind of scary, right? It's yeah. just, like, I look at it and i was like, if I lose a dollar, I'm like, oh, my God, that is so much money. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just about, I think, the idea that, like, they try to make every dollar work as hard as it can. Mm. Like, they're very resourceful. Yes.
1: Like, uh, resourceful is such a good word. Because yeah. I think my mom especially is so resourceful. Like, there are things she makes herself mm. – like DIY, I'm like, mom, why can't we just like buy, buy that? <laughs> and I just un, I just see that it's because like money needs to be considered in such a different way for them because it's not as disposable mm. as it is for
0: us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I-, I definitely learned to be more money conscious because of them. Yeah, yeah. I think another thing that I've learned is like to be proud of my culture. For my parents, I think our parents, our elders, our aunties, whatever, uncles, they're so like always also, unapologetically them. Mm. Like they practice their Asian cultures, they speak their language, they do whatever, and they're not afraid of it. Yeah. Like they're going to be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do me and I don't care what anyone else thinks.
1: Yeah. I don't think my, my parents have outwardly said it, but yeah. you can see it in the way that they work or yeah. the way that they hold themselves in society in general, yeah. right? And I also think that it speaks to the culture that we have around like hard work and grit. I feel like my work ethic is so driven by how my parents raised me. Mm -hmm. It's like if something like shit comes your way, it's not like my life is going to be over. It's Mm. more so like what is the lesson in this? How am I going to overcome it? And then you come out the other side kind of like acknowledging that you went through a hard time. but you've survived it. Yeah. And that's something to be proud of. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's
0: like resilience, right? Like every time I go through something hard, heart, I'm like, my parents literally moved countries. They were like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like migrants in another country. They've gone through so many things that are worse. It's just perspective.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I know, you know, when you were younger, you hated hearing like, when I was younger, <laughs> I didn't have this. But, you know, we're at the age where we can reflect on everything our parents ever taught us and be grateful for it and also see sense in it. Yeah, so maybe it's like having so much gratitude for our parents now, like the the ending lesson of of this all is like we can see sense in everything that they ever said and we're almost like practicing it Mm. ourselves and that's why we want to give back to them Yeah, because, you know, they spent so much effort and time trying to raise us as like decent human beings so the very least that we can do is just give back to them for all the hard work that they put in to us.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just about, like, it's nice that we're at an age now to appreciate the lessons we've learned from our elders compared to, like, as a child, you're probably just not, you're not listening to your parents at all. But yeah. now it's, like, shout out to our elders. Like, <laughs> thank you for, you know, teaching us to respect the elders and listening to your lessons and things like that. But, mm,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's very classic Asian that you're – it's funny that we do this episode, but our parents will never know
0: what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but it's, it's in the way we carry ourselves, I think. And the way we treat them as well.
1: Yeah. Like I have moments with my mom, like conversations in the car where I'm just like, yeah, you know, what you told me, like it's actually so true. Or you actually talk about other people and you talk about, you know, what they're going through. And a lot of the time I've said to my mom, like, you know, that thing that you told me about this, like, yeah, I can see why it makes sense now because my friend's going through this Mm. and blah, 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 you know. Um, So kind of having more open and candid conversations with your parents about it I think I'm at that age where I'm comfortable doing that now. Well, if I was younger, it was just like responded to with like
0: anger. It's like anytime they speak, you're not even listening, right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But now it's like being more grateful for it and just showing our love in different ways. Yeah.
0: And it's like knowing that there's so much you can learn from your elders, not just your parents, but anyone who is older than you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we've talked through all the lessons Um, But I'm keen to hear what everyone else has to say. I'm sure there are so many more lessons that, you know, you have all had with your own parents and every household is so different. And even for Tracy and I, it's like we've only spoken from our Chinese-Australian experience. Be keen to hear what it's like for other kind of cultures
0: as well. Yeah, Yeah. I think we'll put a question in the show notes and on our Instagram page. But, like, what is the biggest lesson you've learned from your elders? I'd love to hear that.
1: Cool. Now on to dinner table yes. questions.
0: <laughs> All right, the first question. What time of year do you most look forward to?
1: Oh, spring. I love spring. Yeah. I mean, mainly because me being, you know, loving myself, but my birthday's in spring. Yeah. But also it it just marks like coming out of winter, um, hibernation, and also like, you know, you're gonna have like another six months of like warm weather, mm. sun, being outdoors.
0: Yeah, I just love that. I agree. I think I look forward to the day. What's daylight savings like? Oh, I was just gonna mention yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like when savings. it's brighter later. Yeah, <laughs> is that the- I don't know what month daylight saving hits, but I don't know. I think it's like August. I don't September? know. Yeah, but that's I look really look forward to like daylight savings September. Yeah, mm-hmm. like as soon as like it's like nighttime, but the sun is still up. You can still like have a good time. Like, yeah, I love that. What would you do if you picked up $50 from the ground? And this is discounting returning it, right? (laughs) Like, we'll keep it and we'll spend it on something. Yeah, (laughs) Um, $50. I feel like I would buy a product. (laughs) What sort of product? Yeah, I didn't think about it. Maybe I'll buy clothes or I'll buy something that I would never buy for myself because I'm like, this is extra money. Yeah, same. Like, treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I would take it as a good omen and celebrate something good.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like whether it's like, oh, a nice meal with this. Yeah. Well, sometimes like when I found money, I tell my mom and I'm like,
0: mom, I found this much. Let's go
1: out and eat. Oh, yeah. yeah. eating an
0: experience maybe.
1: It's like celebrating the fact that you found $50. Yeah. With spending the $50. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I reckon I'll buy clothes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Love that though. Treat yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, The last question is, what is a recent favorite of yours? That could be anything. That you've been liking in the last month or so?
1: Um, I just got a new rug.
0: Oh love, yes, we're seeing love, that right I love
1: my rug. You know, growing up, I feel like
0: Asians don't really use rugs. Dunno. I'm thinking about it now. I'm
1: like, yeah, that's
0: true. Is it Yeah? It's in the house. ground.
1: Yeah, my in my house, in my parents' house, I never had a rug. Yeah. But I'm like, it really transformed my space. Yeah. And Like, don't underestimate the power of a rug, guys. Um, Yeah, and I invested in a really good one because I couldn't get, like, a fluffy one because of my allergies. But now it sets me up in the mornings. Like, I take my morning meetings on my rug. Where's it from? You have to, like, Um,
0: describe it. Oh, it's from
1: Armadillo & Co. And it's made up of, like, wool and jute, which is, like, quite durable but easy to clean. And wool doesn't hold as much, like, dust and stuff mm. as other materials i think i might be wrong i don't know the <laughs> person in the showroom really sold it to me <laughs> yeah do you work for them or something yeah. okay. <laughs> but um i have gray tiles in my apartment and it really warmed it up so this is my favorite
0: love yeah. it what about you um i think a recent thing maybe because it's fresh out of my memory but pachinko oh yes yeah i'm like, I I the last this? episode no oh, spoilers okay no spoilers but yeah obviously i've read the book so I The book was one of my favorites, but then the the show itself like doesn't, I think has another purpose. Like it does more than what the book does as well. It's a it's like you can't. It's not exactly the same, Mm. but I love how like it's like a story that it's not really often told. Like you know Koreans living in Japan and the whole story behind that and the history behind it. And I think the way the storytelling is done in the Apple TV. Apple is that what it's called? Apple, yeah. Apple TV. What the, Apple TV. Apple TV show is really like unique. and It's really nice, and it does like does the book justice. I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think you made a good point that it was an addition to the book. Yes. Not a direct um, reflection. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Of it. It
0: complements it almost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you get a lot of shows that do that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. kind of read books and they watch a movie and they're like, "Oh, the book was better than the movie." Yeah. Or the movie was better than the book. And I think, yeah, I agree in the sense that Pachinko kind of adds another layer, but it also tells like the different timeline stories yes. really well without yeah. you getting confused. Yeah.
0: And like the photography is so beautiful. Oh,
1: so beautifully like color graded. Yes. The color filled. grading is so
0: nice. Yeah. yeah. The landscapes, everything like the acting. Was it the, the, the cast? Song. Oh yeah. Oh, the, the theme, song, theme song,
1: song is so fun. Yeah. It's so um, fun. Even
0: the branding, the logo, yes. like the opening credits. It's just so beautiful. And yeah. it's really cool that it's like a blend of Western and Eastern, like, um, what do you call it? Media? Is that what you call it? Like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, get what you mean. Because it's like, it's not your traditional Korean drama. It's not yes. your traditional Western Western drama. It's a blend of the two. And you can really tell that in the storytelling as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's also situated in like Japan, America, and Korea. Yes. and yeah, I feel like it was only eight episodes, but yeah. it just really packed a punch in
0: every yeah, single Yeah, I'd recommend it. I think there's a lot to learn from it and like a lot of perspectives that you'll get from it that you don't really get in mainstream media. So it's a really good watch.
1: Great. Well, that wraps up this episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed it as per usual. I love reflecting on, you know, lessons from our elders because, again, we're at that age where we can and we're kind of going off into our own world. Mm. So it's so important to reflect on our learnings as children and see.
0: Remembering where we came from. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: That, That really grounds us, right? Yeah. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast as well. Yeah, paying homage to our elders. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as always, if you have any comments, questions, um dm us on a seat at our table.podcast
0: yeah yeah thanks for listening everybody bye, bye.